Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound brought to you by Be Simply. Sometimes my hair's alright, I dwell on my past lives, act like I'm transcending. But I gotta do my best to do what mama says, not get offended. Gotta try to abide. Welcome to the segment of Soul, Silence, and Sound. This is brought to you by Be Simply. And I am Suzanne Toro. And today for this contemplation, a.k.a. Dharma Talk, we are going to explore the delusion and the illusion, which are sometimes one and the same. And from there, we will dive into uh, objective observation. And so... Right now, we have this interesting moment here on planet Earth that we can create a lot of smokes and mirrors via these mechanisms, via the phones and all the applications and and filters and tools that allow you to do things quickly and rapidly that would not be possible if you were doing them with your hands. And also if you were interfacing in the physical. And so when we have these capabilities to create an illusion, like a magic trick and a delusion, this would be similar to what they do in the movies. They create uh, basically a story that is quote unquote fictitious and sometimes based on nonfiction. And within that, they do all these special effects and everything and it becomes you become engaged with it and it draws you in and you can have all kinds of emotions so now we've put this capability in all of your hands everyone has this capability and with that some things have waned from understanding what it means to be an objective reality. And this is a really important concept, not only in your physical world, in your relationships with one another, with your partner, with your children, with your ancestors, with your community. It's also super important in your spiritual practice. And the reason for that is that when one goes into meditative repose, depending what's activated in the subconscious and what is ready to come up and out of the subconscious and your entire electromagnetic system, that one has to be very diligent to keep everything based in what they can check, where there's a checks and balance. So let's say you read a book and it's a story about a painter by a river and the painter has a very like inviting life lives out in this beautiful home or cottage and has this river that he goes down to every day and he just has all these interesting habits and so over the course of the book you start really constructing the imagery of the book in your mind. And if you ask other people, they've done the same. And potentially they're, 
little cottage and river is different than yours. And so this is our own basically led illusion slash delusion created by the author. And so this is what's happening in our world around us. So in our spiritual practice, when these images come up, those sometimes we don't uh, have something to place with the, you know, pair up with electromagnetic release in the body because this can be come from beyond here. And so we associate. And as soon as we associate, and that's usually through the mechanism of familiar feeling brings us back to something else. And so the reason you want to have a diligent practice is that you may see, witness, hear, feel something, and then you want to really allow that to be and not run away and create a long story unless you're a writer and you're writing stories for people's um, enjoyment. And then you see how that pertains to your life right now and, and what you're to do with that information. And this is true of anything that someone might do from meditative repose to alternative uh, healing arts and even to some indigenous practices that provide a certain medicine and it's not just something you take but the medicine is in the transmission of the exchange uh, based on the set and setting and so when one individual becomes really granular in uh, what is then that individual will have more ability to utilize this information that comes from the unseen to the seen. However, what can happen, similar to someone that has a propensity to lie, is they can get so gifted at creating an illusion that that illusion that they're creating creates the delusion. And it would be, again, like that story about the artist by the river living in the cottage and one might start to feel like they know that person or they are that person. And they might even take on some of the traits that the author's describing based on the illusion of the story. And then that can create a delusion. And so this is where we can have imbalance in spiritual practice because one might like something that one sees or not like, but hold on to it because they want to identify with the trauma or the horror or the um, being offended, whatever it might be. So how we stay away from buying too far into uh, an illusion that's created, whether it's from someone on social media or the internet or even on the big screen or even in the books is to remember that there's a way to verify. So if you get something from even any of those things, then see how it applies to your general life. And especially in like education, if you're told something and you don't verify it, then you don't really know if it's true other than you're taking the word of a book that might have been printed a long time ago or you're taking the word of someone you respect, but you're not verifying it. And so this is where we make that transition of really going from just believing something, because that's what the illusion is based on. Like, can 
we create an illusion in the arts that is believable, that will draw people in and that can manipulate people. And so as you cultivate a deeper relationship with your inner landscape, it's really important that you get radically honest with yourself and really call out what is rising up and what wants to be released. So when we go into meditative repose, the point of it is not to have a fantasy experience in our mind. The point is to clear the mind and really to allow whatever needs to come up and out is ready, not even needs, but is ready to come up and out. You release it, you let it go, you let it fly away. And those little glimpses, you want to stay neutral with them. You don't want to re-engage, especially if it's traumatic. Or if it's really something sumptuous and yummy, but it's not there anymore. It's not yours to keep feeding into. So oftentimes if uh, one has a, a relationship and if the relationship ends, Maybe one person was ready and the other person wasn't. And the person that wasn't might keep feeding in to that memory, creating a false sense of what was because they keep building upon it. And maybe they make it bigger than it really was, you know. And so when we bring it into really objective reality, objective awareness, objective observation, that's when things stay neutral. That's when one can walk around something 360 degrees without an emotion, without offense, just like, wow, that's what was, that's what is, that's what I remember. Um, someone else might remember something different too, and that's for a wide variety of reasons. And by utilizing whatever comes up and out or whatever comes across your intuitive infeed, as a piece of information that you may access later. It's kind of like, hey, uh, your intuition might say, hey, remember to call your mom. And if you just write that down and then later take action on it, and sure enough, your mom might say, hey, I'm so glad you called. I was thinking of you today. I wanted to tell you X, Y, Z. That's how this two-way radio works with one another, with nature, all of the ecosystem. The problematic part is when we allow our interface to become dependent on an illusion and a delusion because we're in a society right now where people can very quickly grab something and pretend that they understand it, pretend that they embody it, yet they're more pontificating or they're regurgitating information about all kinds of fields. And, you know, that phrase, fake it till you make it, well, that's not so helpful <laughs> because, you know, if, if you're someone that needs the information that you're faking, that's a huge disservice to that person because then it becomes a manipulation. It's really important for someone to say, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. And that's why we shift from the illusion leads to believing that something is true. And so that illusion then leads to a delusion off the big screen in our physical world. And that's what can happen on these devices and in mass media, news, um, in all industries. Just creating that illusion and then belief that it's true and it's a loop that needs to be broken. And then from there, it one can even get delusional with that information where it can cause 
all kinds of things to your mental, physical, and emotional body. So you might say, well, how do I, you know, stay proactive with this? And there's a couple couple aspects is that the, the more that you can stay the observer in every moment of your life, observing what is, the better off you'll be because you will see, you will remember, you will notice what is happening in and around you, not just with the person you're communicating with, but the ecosystem all the way around you. And that will give you a more informed understanding of what's happening. Because we have these devices, there is the ability to have a lot of instant replays of things that we wouldn't normally have. Uh, and we could access it because every every action, every word, every thought sends out an electromagnetic imprint. And so we can trace these things. That's why uh, if your intuition and certain uh, clairvoyant gifts, I'll call them, are trained, and I, it is a training because it's a practice, again, not to get delusional, then those abilities have those people that have those abilities have the access point to see what was to see what will be because that's already building into the future based on our present moment actions so if you want to move your life from being primarily an illusion potentially fully or partially in a delusion the practice is to be objective. And so oftentimes there's a lot of things that take people off into fantasy land, whether it's recreational habits, whether it's um, just their mind alone, all these things, or escapism, which could be through an action you go out and do in the physical world. And again, that can feed the delusion that was created by the illusion. And so we, the best thing I can give you this is like, or one of, exa- another example would be in advertising. They're, they create an illusion so you'll buy into what they ha- have to offer, whether it's food, whether it's a service, whether it's a medication, which is odd that they put that out there that way. They're like, uh, you know, kind of informing your subconscious and then your conscious mind ends up wanting to have these things because they can feel your energy shift. These devices can feel your energy shift based on how long you're looking, how long you're sitting with something, and there's a thermal feed off these screens now so it can actually feel your energy change. You know, think about when you get super excited and you have like a rush in your body, you feel that, right? Or if you're anger, you get a rush of energy, hormone shift, all of these things that inform us of something. Uh, and they inform others of things too. So the more diligent you are at uh, one, just observing and staying neutral, then you can make a better choice as you move into action in the world around you, in and around the world around you. Also, it will give you a better radar to see through the veils of deception and delusion and illusion. And a lot of that is dropping down right now. And that's why we 
have a lot of conversations about uh, mental pathologies, about spiritual deception, about physical deception, and um, emotional deception. So the key practice, I'll break it down into two points, and then we're going to go into our meditation, is that one, if you practice objective observation, which is where you you pull yourself back and observe what is, and then you engage. And it's not like you hold everyone up. It's a, a process. And as you get more adept at it, you'll be uh, communicating and observing, communicating and observing. And so that way you're not emotionally pulled in in a way that can create a runaway train. It will happen because we're, we're spo- our emotions inform us of things. So that's helpful. And even if we start to get a little bit of a ding, from the emotional center, we know that, hey, I'm, I'm having some kind of emotion with this. And then that objective observation can help you understand what you want to do with that emotion and how to direct it. So you have that objective observation, being radically honest with yourself. And then the second part is to really identify when you're in storytelling mode in your mind. Our mind is one of the most powerful tools that you have. And ideally, you keep it empty. You keep it clear. So the the more adept you become at the skill, the better, because then you'll notice two things. You'll notice when you're having a lot of thoughts or when you're around someone that has a lot of thoughts. Because what happens is since we're two-way radios, when you're around someone with a lot of thoughts, your language will change. You will be, uh, have, you'll be under their influence if you're not in objective awareness observing and this can happen. You get in, in a room and you're excited about the topic and you're passionate. And so the energy exchange is bouncing back and forth, which is great. But if you keep that objective observation, then you'll be able to ensure you don't get carried away and that the emotional body doesn't carry you away into, you know, fantasy land. And from there, you will be really a beautiful uh conduit to assisting yourself and humanity to remaining in harmony with the world around you. So as we go into this meditation, I want to encourage you just to see if you can observe what is during this meditation and even in the sound. Just stay aware and present without judgment and just be And just allow your observations to go where they need to. If you get too distracted, if you're starting to make storytelling or running away with a thought, bring it back and observe your breath and just observe yourself. It's it's an art form to learn how to observe where you are and to be present with where you are. So I welcome you to take a nice gentle breath up into your heart. And then exhale out. Again, inhale. And exhale. 
another one, inhale. And exhale. And just gently observe and utilize that breath as your focal point. Down. The 
taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual being. And then gently, without staying where your presence is, just recline into Shavasana, corpse pose, a.k.a. prone position on your back. Alternatively, you can curl up into the fetal position on the right or left side. And then gently from there, reconnect to your natural breathing pattern. Allow that to be your focal point as you lead into and receive these sound transmissions.
Mm-hmm.
Taking a soft, gentle breath in and out of your heart center. Gently breathing in and out. Again, inhale. And exhale. Another one. Inhale. And exhale. And just gently, if you wish, just stay where you're at. And when you're ready, just roll over onto your right or left side. Rise up into a seated position. And just give yourself a few moments to be. And so as inspired in this next week or so, take a moment each day to bring yourself into that objective awareness and pay attention to how active the mind is and continue as inspired to work on emptying that mind, allowing it to be the vessel it was designed to be. And if you have any questions, feedback, feel free to send me an email or comment below. And we're going to exit out with little Kadri Scott with her song, Keep It Local, which is perfect for this segment. And I want to thank Dante Marino, Random Rav, and Kadri Scott for contributing in different shapes and fashion and for all of you for being here. Until next time, this is Suzanne Toro signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and a namaste. Be. Sometimes I hear sunlight, I dwell on my past lives, act like I'm transcending. But I gotta do my best to do what mama says, not get offended. Take some practice before you exact it, but I promise it's worth it.